Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Buffer, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to what was a bright sunny day in Mayo, but since we've already had our allocation of five of those this year, it seems to be clouding over. Five? Blimey. We only get allocated three. Well, you're in Lancashire. Since when? Yorkshire. Keep guessing. Something ending in Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't criticise because I ain't got a clue where you are, or the counties in Ireland, so... <laughs> yeah, but we've only got 26, technically 32, but, you know, fair bullens nicked six of them. Let's just say that uh, the glorious summer months are long gone. Glorious summer three weeks, we're <laughs> yeah. back in May, but at least it's not actively raining right now. Not right now, it's not Vancouver after all. Good evening, or good morning folks, welcome to the 102nd podcast, Summit. On that, do you have any politicians that seem to forget the zero in the current decade? Don't recall hearing any. Scarily enough, our Minister for Finance refers to this year as 211 and 212. And I'm thinking, you're responsible for our country's bookkeeping and you've forgotten an order of magnitude. You know what he means, don't you? I know. He's forgotten the zero. It's not as if he's put the decimal place in the budget in the wrong place, is it? Well, technically, yes. Not that important. I'm thinking, hang on, are we back in medieval times? We're in the year 212. <laughs> the mystery's back. You drinking a cup of tea? Hey. I heard a, what sounded like a sip followed by an ah. No. Oh, okay. I just said the mystery's back. Is that? Hmm. Hey, fascinating stuff, folks. <laughs> Aren't you glad you tuned in? <laughs> That's the way I've described podcasting to previous generations. It's sort of time-delayed talk radio. <laughs> <sighs> well, if nothing else, Steve... Assuming your failing health doesn't kill you, you can think uh, at least your legacy has led to some words added to the dictionary. Why was I convinced, by the way, there was a Veronica Mars movie? I'm not sure. There isn't, but... I'm sure I heard Aaron discussing it. Oh, yes. Have you been watching Alphas? I've got every episode. I haven't actually watched any of them yet. Hmm. Sort of grittiness of the misfits, shot in a sort of dark, live cam, BSG-ish style. But I think it owes a fair bit to Heroes as well. I've watched four episodes now. Interesting. It's sort of keeping me mildly entertained. I've got to start it soon because uh, all the new shows are coming back <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. I also didn't realise how far behind I was on My House 13. Oh, that's not that far behind, really. So I thought UK have shown episode six. Yeah, so that's only, what, four, five episodes behind? And for some reason, FX didn't repeat the last episode. So I missed it. I had to bloody download it. Bless them. <laughs> You see, that's what you get by being honest. I don't really mind downloading shows that have been on that I've missed, that I've paid for. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to do once we finish recording is kick off final episode of Torture. Oh, yeah. I'll probably watch that this afternoon. Pulp Audio Weekly at weekly.pulpaudio.com, where you can hear about TV and movies. War of the Worlds. Doctor Who. Monsters vs. Aliens. Push. Video games. Mass Effect. Rock Band. Just Cause. World of Goo. Nexius. And a whole slew of geeky topics. Apple, Microsoft, Linux, The Sun, The Moon, Solar Sails, and Peeves, Twitter, Hulu, Google, Hubble, Obama, NASA, Jupiter, The Space Shuttle, and the FCC. All this and more every week at weekly.palpaudio.com. I'll comment on my comment about you spreeing that sudden sort of, oh look, here's a no take thing on me. Mm. You didn't say it to reply. I wasn't genuinely annoyed. I was trying to provoke a response. Oh, sorry. I didn't think it needed a response. And neither are takes hidden. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Adriana suggested I go through some of my recordings of the early episode and find something from that. <laughs> Good luck. Very time-consuming. I have time. I got a tweet from her at quarter to 11 saying she's just back from the D&D game, meaning it's like she got to bed at 5. That's one way of ensuring she doesn't wake up at 4.30am when she's uh, not in work. Yeah, there is that. So I listened to the Patrick Stewart nerdist. I'm like, too short. I want a GWC-length interview with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a son. I haven't listened to it yet. I only got through two Nerdists. And since they release of it six a week. So I'll probably listen to it Monday. Oh, Monday. Download finished. Yes. All of a sudden, the signal bar turned green and the actual sound quality did actually noticeably improve. I've been reading a lot of Retro Gamer and I'm thinking about digging out the old DOS games again. <laughs> I have two DVDs worth. I've got about four and a half thousand of them. I think it's accurate to describe our uh, blonde possessed person as a friend of me. 
I think that works. The fact that she doesn't kill Daniel at first sight says a lot. That's very ungood. Like, that's practically lovers. <laughs> anyway, oddly enough, I have some of part one transcript open. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just reading the teaser, as per usual. <laughs> I like to have the teaser read, then I can have some remarks prepared. Sort of. Where's it on disc? Is it possible that by updating VLCs, refusing to acknowledge the disc? Never be surprised about the vagaries of software. Sid, stay. Good night. Okay, shall we? Video's up. Pamela's recording. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I think that's enough rabbiting. <laughs> Line is duly cocked, as it were. Finger hovereth over the much-abused spacebar. I've done with fiddling with the crumbs on the uh, desk and swept them into a neat little pile. Okay, then. We're set to go. Three, two, one. Clicky. Fade out online, fade in on... Ah, previously on Stargate. Oh, yes. Always nice to see Motuf, even if he's dying. I promise you his death will ultimately prove to be a noble sacrifice. And Denise. Mm. And Sarah. Exactly. Her hair looks better down. It's good to see you. I found traces of a foreign chemical on Tilk's uniform and I've completed my analysis. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is from uh, The Fifth Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, the transcript details. The chemical implant. Apparently the one he serves has no name. Oh, he has a name. <laughs> oh, there's Tanith. Tanith? <laughs> yes, he pops up everywhere. wonder if he gets a small royalty for the previously on bit. Contract-wise, I imagine. And we see... Some nice CGI. All yes. reused CGI, in fact. Nothing new there. But really? all matted together to make it look new. Yeah. This is new. And a crane shot. This is the set they were uh, filming on to do Wormhole Extreme. Hmm. <laughs> it's Zip Cap... Zip... Oh, God, Zip Capner. He's got the arrogance off. He's not wearing the stupid hat anymore, either. He must have been delighted at that. I thought Tio killed him. No, he scarpered. You ought to be congratulated. My sources have informed me that you have managed to amass an impressive army in a relatively short amount of time. Oh, baby. <laughs> you took advantage of favourable conditions. Uh, definitely looks better, down. The old order has fallen. The system lords are in disarray. Opportunities exist, but only for those who are bold enough to seize them. What are you proposing? An alliance. Considering the gold is a token male, it mm. pulls off the female very well. Power in exchange for your support. Osiris serves no one. You, least of all. What's with the necklace? I'm assuming he's going for a sort of Roman god look with those sort of Iron Age metal fasteners on the cloak. It look, looks either Roman or Celtic from that sort of era, doesn't it? Mm. Interesting that you now choose a female host. The most attractive one of that. You waste my time. They've added an echo. I think there's a little too much reverb in his voice there. I'm not asking that you serve me. I must admit that I merely have an emissary for a much more powerful goal. And he's wearing a skirt. Well, if you can pull it off. You look at that shot and you think, my God, how far down does that dress go? She's <laughs> got a lot of freckles on her chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not much chest. She's kind of flat, isn't she? Oh, wait for it, wait for it. Anubis. And we finally get the name of the gold who's been kicking butt all over the place. Mm-hmm. And she knows it. And give credits fade out. <laughs> Pretty good opening that was. Mm-hmm. Two recurring characters. I've always say it, I love it when the show does that. Honestly, I will love it. Love it. And of course our favourite writing team. Yep, Paul and uh, Joe wrote Summit. Directed by Martin Wood. And an FYI, he directed part two as well. It's nice to see continuity in our two parters. <laughs> I thought they didn't write part two. Didn't they? Oh, right. No. No, that just seemed a bit... According to my box, part two was written by Robert C. Cooper. Now, maybe they got a story credit. I uh, could have done, yeah. The summit, the episode, shares its title with Highway to Heaven and an episode of The Outer Limits. Was that the clip show Outer Limits one? Yeah, well, the anthology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fade out. And we're back. Now it's close up with the gate. Always great to see it moving. Dark footage. Well, that doesn't matter. It still looks good. It's a bread and There's Walter. Walter. Receiving IDC transmission, sir. It's the Tok'ra. 
Jack is never happy when the toker call. Depends which toker. Ah, oh, here we go. And some nameless, you know, if this were Star Trek, the guy in the right probably wearing a red shirt. Oh. Ah. Or Renal Jennifer Calvert. General Hammond. This is SG-1. I'm familiar with all your exploits. Your father Jacob sends his regards. How is he? On a mission at the moment, which is the reason I'm here. You gotta wonder though, what if she tripped in that robe? Yeah, with a hand. I mean, that's actually a difficult walk to carry off. I mean, the hands are stuffed in the sleeves. She falls over, her nose is gone. <laughs> Onto a grating as well. Yeah. Oh, there's always a serious problem with the system, Lords. It's always suicide mission this, save the planet that. They never come with good news, do they? I, I'm, I'm in the, I was in the vicinity, I bought beer. <laughs> The deaths of Cronus and Apophis created a power vacuum that the remaining system lords have been trying to exploit. Over the past several months, they've suffered heavy losses and expended an enormous amount of resources fighting amongst themselves. Come on, Jack. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Unfortunately, the good times may be coming to an end. They've declared a truce, and now it looks as if they're going to have a meeting to discuss the establishment of a new order. <laughs> You'll put that line from an alien? Ah, why not? She looks new. I don't think we've seen her before. We've seen him before. Did I see a mole on her uh, right cheekbone? Don't know what you saw. In close-up? It looked like a smudge. It could have been uh, Alpha Proxima or something on the storm map. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> well done, Jack. This has always been part of our long-term plan. We just weren't quite prepared for the opportunity to present itself so quickly. I suppose they're rather surprised that the Toker have gone all bloodthirsty all of a sudden. Well, you have a hated enemy. You've been battling uh, in mortal combat for thousands of years. The opportunity comes to wipe them out. You tend to leap at it. Well, that's it. They, have, they haven't really been in open conflict. It's all more like terrorist action, hit and runs and uh, subterfuge. Given the uh, massive weapon and power base that they're fighting against, what other choice have they? You know? And the Tokra are terrorists. The Tokra are freedom fighters. Of course. All a matter of perspective. Indeed. Every system lord in attendance will be permitted to bring one human slave. Jack looks confused. And you want one of us to do it? Specifically, we need someone who speaks fluent Gwold. <laughs> yes, Daniel, she's talking about you. <laughs> someone who is not your father. Yep, still you, Daniel. You're being volunteered a lot, aren't you, Daniel? <laughs> if you agree to participate, we ask that you come to our base on Ravana tomorrow. Jacob will be there. He will tell you all you will need to know. This is what happens when you put in your resignation letter. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer up. Oops. It is up to you, Dr. Jackson. He's kind of nodding and looking at <laughs> Trying to think of a way out of it. <laughs> yes. Actually, that looks very similar to some uh, code I saw in an episode of American Dad I was watching last night. With the irrepressible Pat Stewart. He says he enjoys doing it. Daniel Jackson. Yeah. Have you considered the Tokra proposal? Yep. If successful, it would deal the Goa'uld a mortal blow. Yeah, I realize what's at stake. Daniel Jackson, you have stated many times that in circumstances such as this, you would avoid using such action if given a better option. Hmm. Yeah, Tilk pointing out the obvious again. You think there's a better way of overthrowing the Gould? I currently have no plan that would accomplish as much as the one put forth by the Tok'ra. That's why I'm going to do it. Well, that's his purpose. <laughs> He's there for the dumb members of the audience that haven't been keeping up. And to block the light. <laughs> what little light there is in Daniel's study. Hmm. You know, but otherwise, the episode would wrap seven and a half minutes in. No, I'm not going to do it, Chag <laughs> off. Don't the Tok'ra have human agents? No, they don't. Is that SG-3? SG-17, which Ooh. is what Elliot joined. Oh, there he is. Yeah. And that looks remarkably like Lieutenant Tyler. But, you know, I'm not going to say so. Actually, if I say anything further, I might appear racist. I'm going to show up then. Yeah, good lad. That's Major Mansfield, played by Anthony Yules, currently in Rookie Blue, Canadian cop show. Pretty good. You'll get over it. <laughs> oh, nasty and comment by Jack. Martin Wood in the background. And out. And Jacob, with obedient slave person. Now, you would thought the path to the Stargate would have been more worn down. Maybe they just put it there. The Stargate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they can move them, but... Mm. Welcome to Ravana. Hey, Dad. 
It's good to see you, Sam. Jack, how are you? Kind of curious. Yeah, we've seen Oldwin before, played by William Devery. He'll be conducting the orientation for your new officers. We'll begin with a tour of the facilities. After that, I've prepared a lecture on the development of Tok'ra insurgency techniques since the collapse of the Second World Dynasty. Ooh, fascinating. Oh, God. I take it all back, Lieutenant. This could be hot. <laughs> yeah, but Jack won't be joining you. <laughs> Gould 101. It's boring, but you've got to go through it. Hmm. So that's not our uh, briefing room redressed, is it? No, that's, uh, that's a lot of work for uh, redressing a briefing room. <laughs> you will be among the system lords attending the meeting. I thought you said he was going in as a slave. The system lord, you. <laughs> yeah, fell flat. Real flat. Well, Joker. Funny. You knows my face, he'll recognize me. This is going to be a little holographic projectory thingy, isn't it? No, this is the drug. The jewelry box. Well, yeah, the <laughs> cell map just happens to go that way. <laughs> if you can get close enough to inject him, you'll be able to convince him that you are, in fact, his most trusted Lotar. His... his what? Lotar is the highest rank among the human slaves of the system lords. Now, it's fortunate that the faces of the Tok'ra aren't well known amongst the system lords. I spent the last couple of months establishing myself as a minor gold and used service. I'll be able to get Daniel on board his mothership and deal with the loose ends. What if Nirti shows up? Not much chance of that. She's still a renegade and persona non grata among the system lords. None of the other remaining system lords have seen Danny's face. Uh, assuming I make it on the space station, what happens next? You will wait until all the system lords have arrived, and then you will use this. These two liquids mixed together form a most virulent poison. I find it interesting the system lords don't change face more often. Well, I suppose when you've got the, got the ability to choose a host, you pick one you like and then you stick with it. Especially when the body doesn't comparatively age. It's green mucus and red. Oh, that's the poison, isn't it? Yes. The poison is only deadly to symbiotes. Isn't that a little dangerous? More than you know. There's enough material in that vial to kill every Tok'ra on this base twice over. That is why this formula is our most closely guarded secret. And it doesn't kill the host. Not the chemical itself, but as you know, the dying symbiote releases its own toxin, which is just as deadly. Unfortunately, just as lethal to the Tok'ra as the world. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> put it down. Just fancy having to write up the report if, you, if it slipped out your fingers and smashed while you're in the Tukra base. <laughs> we know the toll that takes. They're hundreds, sometimes thousands of years old. Never mind the psychological damage they suffered physically without the gold sustaining them. They die anyway. Oops. Yeah, so <laughs> not ideal, but... Mm. <laughs> yes, let's justify what's basically genocide or symbioticide. How many targets? There'll be seven system lords at the meeting. That's all the major players. If we pull this off, the gold may never recover. What can we do? Wait here. I suppose he has a point when Apophis died that time and his host kind of really... Rapidly aged. Yeah, because he'd been around so long. Mm -hmm. Yes, but of course what Daniel does now is Nerti's there. No, she isn't. What's hers? That's better. (laughs) Both ladies, but different ladies. Mm. Well, technically, hers isn't a lady. You're the one who's always saying that every time we knock off one of these system lords, a worse one shows up. Why should this be any different? It is true that others would eventually rise up, but by taking them all out at once, we'll create a power vacuum. <laughs> Jack, in the wrong way. <laughs> Galaxy-wide war as the remaining gold jockey for position. That'll last long enough for us to make a final decisive move. Which is? A wide-scale attack on the entire gold population using the symbiote poison. We're going to wipe them out, Jack. All of them. Now, you see all the spiky bits on the wall, not the crystals themselves, all the kind of blocks. They're bales of straw. I mean, it's wonderful set design. Considering it's all polystyrene straw. Yeah, so nobody accidentally pangs off it. We've got to be careful where you walk. Jack sort of bumps into something, and people are looking already saying, Four hours painting that! <laughs> a strappy little cow, isn't she? Well, you know, she probably sees him as beneath her at the moment, because he's got his Anubis trump card, she's having to play ball. Apparently, the Tok'ra have developed a formidable new weapon. <laughs> yeah, so much for the secret weapon that nobody knows about. I doubt very much a Tok'ra would reveal this information, no matter how you tortured him. Yeah, as we've seen before, Anubis has got himself defence technology, weapons technology that nobody else has. Now he's got ability to torture and extract information from Tok'ra. Mm. 
is quickly becoming a very serious player. And will be for another couple of seasons. Take this weapon from the Topra. And destroy them. The cloak works, doesn't it, when you make a dramatic en- exit? It's a billows now. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out a costume that can use my cloak. Oh, they're making him wear contacts. Mm. So, why do the system lords need human attendance? Well, the Jaffa serve a strictly military function. Besides, if the host of a system lord is ever injured beyond the symbiote's capacity to heal, it can be pretty useful to have a human close at hand. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, that's it, Daniel. And these Jaffa armbands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was Jafar. You make him sound like an orange. <laughs> well, whatever. Go old, gold. Hmm. Are you all right, Daniel? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Listen, if you're not 100% committed to this mission, I need to know. I don't think he is, but <laughs> it's something he's got to do. Like what? Well, you're going to use poison to wipe out the gold, right? Eventually. What about the Jafar? Well, that's still a bit of a wrinkle, unless we can find a way to reverse their biological dependency on immature symbionts. They'll all die as well. A bit of a wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You, you kill all the system lords, there's still hundreds of millions yeah. of Jafar out there. Now, for the first time, they're showing zero population growth. We're not sure why, but we intend to take advantage of the situation. We may never get a chance like this again. I think it's always good that Jacobs mostly speaks to SG-1 as Jacob and not Selmak. Yes. Maybe the actor didn't want to use the voice changer. Whereas you think it comes across more reassuring if it's coming from Jacob as opposed to Selmak. Technically, it could well be Selmak, just choosing not to use the voice. It could be, yeah. Now, those snakes are tricky little buggers. (laughs) Individual crystals are programmed with a specific layout of a given passageway, allowing us to structure the tunnel system as we see fit. Uh, Owen is the uh, sort of Tokyo equivalent of research librarian. Don't touch the walls. (laughs) We're saved. (laughs) Take us away, Jack. Take mission. There's a mission. Come on, please. (laughs) Colonel. Sir. Gentlemen. How goes the orientation? It's very interesting, sir. Just as you predicted. Are you interested in Toker Engineering? Oh, interested doesn't quite describe how I truly feel. <laughs> well said. Welcome to join us. <laughs> yeah, go, go straight to, over Aldwin's head, that does. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for Daniel. Excuse me. He's not quite been around humans long enough yet, has he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. You're on your own. Uh, orientation. Some people are taking notes. What is it with the golden jewelry boxes? I can get you into used quarters. Your job is to get close enough to use this. Daniel's really not comfortable with that uh, <laughs> belly <laughs> thing, is he? No, not really. Once. The effect will be immediate. He'll believe you to be his loyal slave, Jeremy. He should be thankful. As slave outfits go, it, it's mm. rather... Covering. Yes. <laughs> you never really know with these system lords. They could put you in anything. <laughs> That's a worrying statement from Jacob, though. <laughs> I don't exactly know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so don't clap your hands, Daniel. <laughs> you're never happy and you're not... And here's one little surprise in the episode. Lantash survived when Martuf died. Ooh. But in the end, we were unsuccessful. All that is left of Martuth now is on in Lantash. Which opens up all sorts of possibilities. Yes, doesn't it? Including the main one is that this story was written to bring Martuth back. Unfortunately, J.R. Bourne, the actor, wasn't available, which is why Elliot became a more important player in this episode. Mm. It's probably surprising how many times a story gets changed because the actor isn't available. They've been stonewalling me for months. I assure you, Martuth was in no pain. That's not the problem. If the symbiote was still alive when Martuf was taken out of stasis, wasn't there a chance that it could have healed his injuries? The possibility was remote. How remote? The host was too weak. In all likelihood, the symbiote would have died trying to repair the damage. You don't know that for sure. We had to make a choice. And naturally, you chose the symbiote. Hmm. Yeah, Sam's a little upset because she liked Martuf. Yes. (laughs) Catfight. It's it's a nice plot. I don't think we reference it again, unfortunately. 
there's just an opportunity. This, to be honest with you, it's a nice reference back, but given that I don't recall it being referenced again, this now strikes me as filler. Yeah. I would have preferred another way. You knew Motif well. Yes. Well then, knowing him as you did, what choice do you think he would have made? Motuf is not entirely gone, Major. His thoughts and his memories live on in Lantash. It points to Sam's motivations, especially some of her actions in Season 8, but still, just a little hint for those that are watching along as we record. I'm sure there's one or two. Mm, there may be one or two. I think it goes to the bigger picture of what people are the SGC willing to sacrifice to get their goals and what are the Tokra willing to sacrifice. Goal or ghouls? <laughs> the opportunity was there, I couldn't resist. <laughs> tea. Yes, tea. Jaren. My lord does not wish to be disturbed at this time. That's Jaren. Unfortunately, he's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. It's fortunate Daniel's got that drug because he doesn't look much like him. You know, I don't look a thing like this guy. Well, luckily for this work, you don't have to. You'll be fine. Just remember to pour from the right. And it's fortunate his lord must be deaf because he can't hear zap guns going around. Well, his lord is quite old. Yeah, but that's the point of the sarcophagus. His hearing should be perfect. I was watching a CSI. Those ceramic pots are uh, meant to be have tea poured over them as tarnish improves the clay, apparently. I believe I saw something similar on one of the, uh, you know, the antique-type shows. Freak into it. <laughs> uh, Hugh. Yes. Oh, now that drug is handy. You've got to admit that. Again, fortunately, don't kill him straight away. I am your loyal servant, Jaren. You is played by Vince Crescio. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, one of the DVD special features, and you know he, he doesn't sound anything like this in real life. No, imagine not. He doesn't have the voice change. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it seems <laughs> so much for a secret base. What's going on? We've received a transmission. Our sensors on the surface have detected a fleet of motherships bound for Bavanna. You must leave immediately. But that's what happens when one of your tokers gets captured and broken. Mm-hmm. Incoming wormholes blocking our escape of the storm. The gold can only sustain a wormhole for 38 minutes. Well, the ships will be here before then. There is no other escape. Ooh, tactical combat situation. Block the escape. Yeah. How unusual for... Uh, the system lords. It's almost organised. It's a nice uh, shot, isn't it? Oh, that's a pretty ship. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, isn't it? I know you like ships in space, but that's a nice background nebula, the whole... That's a better image than anything DS9 produced. Mm. Identify yourselves. And that looks like stone. That looks like actual stone. I represent the Jade Emperor, the exalted Lord Yuang Shang Ti. <laughs> Try saying that often. <laughs> that's why he drinks tea. Could be, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe Shang-T means tea drinker. Yeah, and they call him PG for short or something. <laughs> now you got images of monkeys in waistcoats in my head. <laughs> the reason they... It looks expensive. It is. The reason that they reused the CGI shots in the opening scene was so they could afford to do that. <laughs> that was all brand new CGI. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yes, we're screwed. <laughs> Available for evacuation. A few one on cargo ships, but they're with operatives on other missions. We've begun making new tunnels. What good is that going to do? Spread out the risk of getting hit by an air attack. You could lend us a hand moving life support equipment and supplies to the new tunnels. Major, lend him a hand. Yes, sir. You lend him a hand, Major. I'm old. Yeah. I got a bad back. You do it. <laughs> There's all seven of us. <laughs> We're going to make a huge difference. Look, they've already taken the chairs out. Priorities. I guess those chairs will come in as a good defensive weapon. Just lay them on the side and good barrier. Mm. What are you doing? I'm cutting power to the base. The energy signature would give away our position. Yes, English actress, if you couldn't tell. Yes, I did notice. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. Colonel, the Tok'ra have never had the military resources of the gold. 
We use disguise and subterfuge to achieve our goals. Our bases are designed to be hidden. We are just not equipped to repulse such a large enemy force. Well, they're not just going to go away. I can assure you, Major, if this base is compromised, we will fight until the last of us has fallen. That is a problem when you build your base pretty close to the Stargate. It gives them at least a targeting area to aim for. Mm -hmm. What else is there? Well, you've got that poison. And if it's half as good as you say it is, it could wipe out any potential ground assault. And risk killing every Tok'ra on this base as well. Hey, we're all going to die if we sit around and wait for the attack. So you're screwed, basically. Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, they can make a valiant last stand, but as we've seen... The problem with valiant last stands is the word last. <laughs> yes. <laughs> valiant last stands don't, well, last. Ow. I banged my left knuckles off the edge of the keyboard slidey bit. So you're screwed, basically. Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, they can make a valiant last stand, but as we've seen... The problem with valiant last stands is the word last. Yes. <laughs> valiant last stands don't, well, last. Ow. I banged my left knuckles off the edge of the keyboard slidey bit. When the Jafar, we've seen Tilt when he was first prime lead an assault mm -hmm. on any closed structure, and they are very proficient. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a fun episode. Less exposition y than last week's. Yeah. Lord Yu Huang Shang Team. Now, this is what a costume department lives for. Yes. Go to Tan. Quite short, isn't he? Here's a bit, and it's all about uh, personality and character. Hmm. My future allies. Bastet, Cali the Destroyer. They made a treaty with Sobek, then moved against him during the celebratory feast. Sobek let his guard down. Rumor has it, his head still decorates Bastet's palace in Mubastas. You have a good memory. Still worthy of my allegiance. Now, talking about this, yeah, this scene in the commentary, the actual revolving camera gives him a view of all the system lords while not obviously picking one at a time, which is rather boring. And you get the uh, the feedback from Daniel, pretty much, you know, explain to the viewer which mm -hmm. system lord is what. And they're all a bunch of nutters. Ah, Paul. <laughs> Especially that one, yeah. The Australian girls. Nuttiest one of them all. Bless him. <laughs> I'll consult with Morgan's servant. You will attempt to draw out strategic information and seemingly idle conversation. And that is Morrigan, played by... Daniel's eyes are just drawn downwards there. <laughs> played by Bonnie Kilrow, was actually an extra. She got a non-speaking part, probably because of the way she looked. She's actually considered to be a, an actual queen, like Hathor. African prince there? Yes, Alukan. Not even sure I could pronounce his surname, so I'm not even going to try. Us to my forces. Tried to kill you out of spite. Do not make me look foolish by allowing yourself to be murdered. Yeah, don't get yourself killed. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. I like Bal. Everybody likes Bal. Especially Bal. Bal likes himself. Well, let's not go there, shall we? <laughs> you know what I'm referencing. Oh my. I'm pleased you were able to join us, given recent events. I understand your fleet suffered some heavy losses. I am not the only one. Did I not hear when your flagship was destroyed? I lost 2,000 Jaffa. Such as war. No. This is different. This enemy attacks like a coward. Verity Bastet and Kelly have suffered similar setbacks. They are becoming more frequent while the identity of our antagonist continues to elude us. I'm certain you have your suspicions. We are all suffering at the hands of this unknown adversary. By shrouding himself, he sows discord amongst us. Yes, this is diplomacy at work. This is sniping. It's like the UN. <laughs> he looks better with just a tash. He actually looks kind of rough and unshaven. He's not exactly perfectly groomed. Perhaps he is uh, under a lot of pressure at the moment. You know, the, the war they're fighting, they are losing. Yeah. In a non-traditional way. Not Jafar against Jafar on a planet. Just hit and run attacks. That is a lot of diesel fuel to blow up. Yes. Ooh, bam. Boom, boom, boom. A nice camera shaky. You'd expect... Oof. Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, that last, that last one's the killer. <laughs> that last one looked quite solid. It did, didn't it? Section of the structure collapsed. I think that was the one that was an actual CGI rock crystal. 
they used a combination of real polystyrene, real polystyrene rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and CGI. Oh, you, you must put that in as a comment when you post this episode. <laughs> you know, the summit with real polystyrene rocks. Oh, oh dear. Oh, that's not good. That's not good I at all. I think most of SG-17 just got wiped out. <laughs> it's uncanny how often SG-1 are the only surviving. <laughs> That's why they're SG-1. That's yes. the other teams are for, cannon fodder. Yes. Hello, new recruit. You're being assigned to SG-5. Oh. <laughs> I think the lower the number, the higher your probability of survival. What are you? What time are you on SG-14? We'll prepare the letter. It's an attempted escape. Escape? There's no escape. They hide in their tunnels like rats. Continue the bombardment. It's nice they've got a control panel that they used on the... I'm not in the control panel. Dead toker. No, we're on the ship. Directed, sir. Where's the rest of your team? They're dead. Sir, we need to get into the infirmary. Infirmary's been destroyed. Take him to the lab. Follow me. Oh, that's not good. Mansfield's seriously hurt. Elliot looks uh, reasonably in one piece. I like it. They're still organising, but they really haven't got any place to go. They built some new tunnels, but they're pretty much dead ends anyway. Mm. I suppose technically they could block themselves off in an enclosed tunnel, but... Then what? Looks a bit TARDISy like, doesn't it, with yeah. that uh, cylindrical water? Well, current TARDISy. Thinking probably two or three doctors back. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be thinking eleven doctors back soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll die before we give up our secrets. You know, we really should come up with a new strategy, one that does not include us dying. We must determine what is happening on the surface of the Earth. Both the power down were cut off from the surface sensors. Here's a strategy. Get the hell out of there. Dig a tunnel a couple of miles away, quick. Mm. Oh, he looks a friendly system lord. Yeah. Again, great set. Compare it to what we saw in Wormhole Extreme. The use of lighting changes everything. Yes, it's all orange. Jacob. Jacob, are you there? It's Daniel. Daniel, how's it going? Oh, swell. It's kind of like Gould and Mardi Gras here. <laughs> yeah, Gould Mardi Gras. By my count, you got all seven. It's time to release the poison. Yeah, we may want to hold off a while. Apparently, we're expecting someone else. Who? I don't know. It seems we've got some mysterious new adversary that's been causing some pretty serious headaches. That's strange. It's not like a goal to play it so coy. Well, I'll see what I can find out. I'll contact you later. It's going great. I'm still alive. <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> don't you love these plans when mm. there's things that they don't know well, Daniel should have just followed the plan well he'd taken out most of them that still would have been a bonus what about the symbiote Talk to the question. it could save Major Mansfield's life I imagine half the people in the base at this moment need medical attention oh sorry Mansfield <laughs> doesn't look good we can't just let him die if we implode the symbiote we kill them both Oh, <laughs> oh! Elliot's got one. Isn't it? Yeah, so much for uh, Lantash being protected by the glass. Yeah. Now this was actually a helicopter shot. Mm-hmm. They splashed a bit of cash on this. This shot? No. The old with all you the know, CGI. Yes, the camera moving across the landscape that was done from a helicopter. Running quite close to the flames. I'm assuming they're extras or stuntmen and not. Yeah, because you're not seeing faces. Sledgehammer walnut approach. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a lot, Jim. Well, System Lords have finally learnt the lesson. They appear to be amassing a few troops. Once the aerial bombardment exposes the tunnels, they will infiltrate and search them. <laughs> a few troops. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> Carter, respond. Yeah, that's not good. Hmm. Let's get back. <laughs> I would win. Oh, mummy. <laughs> Are you my mummy? <laughs> mm, a nice, almost a round table. We're all equals. Not really, but we are. <laughs> this has gone on long enough. We must determine who's responsible for these attacks. The Cowan refuses to show himself. 
The only strikes for these ships never with ground troops. None of you seen the faces of the enemy Jafar? Yeah, well. I have. When my outpost at Serdor came under assault, my first prime managed to disable and board one of the enemy's ships. Did you take any prisoners? They fought to the death. Most have been in the service of Kronos and Sokar, but one bore the mark of Olokun. Ah, Kali, played by Salika Matthew. How do you explain this? Hmm. Da, da, da. <laughs> Ooh, me? <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. Suspicious bunch, aren't they, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. Instead of dying with honor, the cowards surrendered and were taken. They may well have switched their allegiance. And you expect us to believe this? I, too, have suffered at the hands of this unseen foe. How dare you accuse me? Oh, dear. Oh, that's not good. You don't really want to admit that in this no. company, do you? It says a lot about your own authority and disturbing trend amongst the Jafar. My lords, the final guest has arrived. You can understand why this bunch really never get on. Paranoid and arrogant. Yeah, the fact that there is. Sit back and prepare to be impressed. Prepare to die. Not yet, Daniel. Uh, yes. That's a nicely lit dress from the back. Considering she's wearing pants, that's remarkably well lit. <laughs> I hope I'm not missing all the fun. Hello, boys. And girls. That's not Alex Kingston. <laughs> no. <laughs> I realise there's a certain look with the hair. It wouldn't surprise me if they'd been both in the same show, that something like either uh, Holby City or The Bill or something like that. Love the heels. They work on a nice hard floor. Welcome, Osiris. I thank you for honouring my request. Normally, a petition for a seat at this conference would not have been considered... Of course, the current situation is far from normal. I say, the, the costuming is fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Daniel, <laughs> you're going to have to turn around now. Turn. Now the fake moustache doesn't seem such a bad idea, does it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, she's going to have fun with this. I think you'll find I have much to offer. Shall we proceed? <laughs> and Daniel all of a sudden, oh dear, I'm screwed. <laughs> and Daniel all of a sudden, oh dear, I'm screwed. <laughs> it's never a good idea to no, never a good idea to come out of cover and stand in the middle of a hallway. Now, Tilk, having seen Star Wars, would not be doing this. Yes, eighteen times. Yes. Now, this actually was the actors running through what is a minefield. <laughs> All the explosives were buried in the ground, and they actually had to run between them before they were set off. And that was William actually doing his own stunt because they had to see his face. Oh. Fortunately, he survived. <laughs> but the character didn't. No, obviously not. Which is a bit unusual. I mean, he didn't look like his body had hurt that much. You know, obviously broke his neck, so I assume they're going to argue that the symbiote actually was damaged on his brainstem or something. Mm. Either way, this has been a bad day for the Tok'ra. I think Major Mansfield's dead character somehow miraculously survives <laughs> with a few scrapes. Come on, she's got a dirty cheek. <laughs> I bet she does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, taking the dog tags. I wonder how easy those chains are to break. They do tend to break easily when they need to break easily. <laughs> ah, broken with the ease of plot, eh? Yes. Yeah, so as we can see, a debris-strewn set, but still very easy to navigate, not knock over any of the polystyrene rocks.
Yep, Renault's dead as well. Apparently uninjured. Those convenient pockets. <laughs> Not just for candy bars. I like the uh, muffled sounds of the explosion still in the background. Mm. Elliot looks a lot older in this episode somehow. Lieutenant? Landesh, good to see you again. Landesh. I had no choice. Technically, you did have a choice. You could have died in an evaporating pool of water. I'm afraid his injuries are severe. His serious internal damage. Hmm. It's going to take all my strength just to keep him alive. You'll have to speak for both of us. Hmm. Oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's Elliot. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you can trust her. <laughs> Honestly, you... Look on the bright side, Elliot. With Lantash inside you, there's a fair smidling chance you might get the Shag Carter. <laughs> I think she liked Martooth more than Lantash. Although it's difficult to tell when you're talking about the symbiote and hmm. host relationship, isn't it? More complex than the DS9 equivalent. Yes, it is. Okay. Although actually those symbiotes were introduced in the TNG episode with Riker. Mm. Virtually everybody's dead. Come on, admit it. Yeah, Jack's really not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bit awkward for Jack because he always said I'd rather die than have one of those things in me. And there's Elliot, his kind of protege, with one of those things in him. Carter? Ceiling in the lab collapsed, sir. Renell and Major Mansfield are dead. This is Aldwin. Elliot's in rough shape. There's a Toker symbiote inside him. What? Feels very weird, sir. Lantash. He's keeping him alive. Let's take our chances on the surface. Oh, your staff weapon fire. Yeah, they're getting close. Yeah, don't look too suspicious, Daniel. Whatever material he's wearing really picked the lighting. Because it appeared purple there as he was walking down the corridor. Quite reflective, then. It's fortunate they've got secure communications, really, isn't it? Mm. What's the delay? They should all be there by now. Yeah, we got a full house, but there's a complication. Daniel? Sarah's here. For a top-secret meeting and so many distrusting people, you'd mm -hmm. think they'd be jamming all sorts of external communications. Yeah, these are special talk references. She didn't tip her hand, and I don't know why. Probably. Oh, not, not. <laughs> didn't exactly not. No. Daniel Jackson. You're a rather long way from home, aren't you? Not much privacy, you just walk up to the door and it opens. Mm -hmm. That implies she's gonna do all sorts of things still. Some of them you may not even enjoy. That's okay. She can... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't look good either. Mm. No way out that way. That's a nice hat. Not good for your health either, breathing in all that dust. No, I can't imagine the probably talcum powder. Well, I wouldn't imagine that was good either. Well, it's not too bad. Tunnel is blocked. Does Lantash know if there's another way to the secondary ring room? There isn't. And indeed we are trapped. I imagine the, uh, the guys up in the rafters throwing all the dust down are having a ball. And that's it. That's very cliffhangery. On all fronts, isn't it, really? Mm. I mean, you don't know... Well, I don't know who you want to feel sorry for. Those that are stuck underground or Daniel stuck with a siren. This is always sexy. True, but uh, <laughs> she's probably got sharp implements you enjoy using. I'm sure Daniel has an implement you enjoy using as well. For a while, yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's now severely blustery with... You know that kind of fine drizzle that soaks you in eight seconds? Mm. Tree immediately outside the window is trying to bend. Oh, it doesn't sound good at all. Right then, that was... Summit, part one of a two-parter. Surprisingly enough, the episode wasn't written as a two-parter. It was just expanded when they realised the scope of the story they had on their hands. That probably explains why Rob wrote the second part. Mm. And yet again, we experienced this in season three. Something that of a quality that could easily have been a season ender. Not even a mid-season split, like episode 15. Well, it's something I mentioned in the, the Stargate Atlantis Facebook post. 
the writers know how to do cliffhangers in this show. Most other series would have left the cliffhanger that good because as a season ender, that would be more than uh, adequate. Yeah, yeah, it would. That would really bring your audience in for season six. You'd be like, no. I think it also shows how the producers look on the audience. They're playing to the long-term fans. Very few standalones. And if a show can actually be known as an arc-based show, they can get away with something like this. Episode 17 looks like a standalone. There's a few standalones, but you know what I mean. And the title card has uh, Orlock. Okay, as you said, that were uh, Summit, a remarkably cliffhung episode. Come try ya! Next week's episode, which continues this rather tense two-parter, and which I'd say if somebody is watching the episode and then listening to this, I'd say they'd immediately go and watch the following episode. I'm tempted to do so myself. I wouldn't want to wake a week. Last stand, I had to, I think. I think I was watching along at this point. <laughs> in battle and under siege, SG-1 attempts to escape a ghoul's search and destroy mission bent on finding them the secret crystal they carry. Meanwhile, the balance of life is threatened by the reappearance of Anubis, the oldest and most evil Sith Lord. You know, as blurb goes, that's actually almost palatable. It sounds a bit better than the one on my Region 2 disc. Go on. SG-1 personnel are facing a critical situation. Embattled and under siege, Carter is trapped in a tunnel and only the application of crystals can cause the surrounding cave to dematerialise and give them a path of escape. There's... Oh God, it's white on light blue and I can hardly read it. <laughs> and give them the path of escape they so desperately need. Meanwhile, the balance of life is threatened by the reappearance of Anubis, the earliest of the system lords. Yeah, for once the American one is actually not half yeah. bad. I wouldn't call him the earliest either. Surely that was raw. I think they're sort of ignoring. You know, that was O'Neill with one L. True. I, I suppose you could argue that. I'd go along with it anyway. May we rule forever. Osiris said she was here representing another ghoul named Anubis. He will destroy Earth. We got company. A cargo ship was detected exiting hyperspace. Shoot it down. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Indeed. Should be a good one. If you need to email us, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription, we're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us, we're The Gatecast on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for listening, and hope to hear from you next week. Okay, folks, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week with part two of this particularly cliffhung episode. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike, and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. Gatecast.